Hi, how you doing? Um, this is GOK, Gospel of Kennison, episode 110, brought to you today. I don't even know what the day is, but it's uh, Tuesday, and my name is James Kennison. Welcome to my personal audio journal. Right now, I am sitting in a truck, my truck, and I'm in a parking lot in front of Menards waiting for my Pearl Vision uh glasses to be cut. I got new lenses because my right eye is all jacked up. And um, I was supposed to do it yesterday. I was supposed to hand them in yesterday because I I go to get my hair cut at a place right next door to Pearl Vision. And it was going to be marvelous. My son needed a haircut. I needed a haircut. I needed to get my glasses fixed. So we were going to go that direction, and I pull in to Lady Jane's haircut place. Um, it's a haircut place that claims to have really hot women cut your hair. Um, and if it, if it actually did, I probably wouldn't go there. Um, but everyone there is um, <laughs> it's just, they're, they're doing okay, they're fine. I'm not going to say anything mean about these ladies because they they cut hair very nicely, um, but they're they're not they're nothing that you would uh, put in a magazine, okay? And, and I only say that because the place sells itself as a place that has these attractive women, these super attractive women as as haircutter people. And I think I even told a story on here once about the lady that I got at that place that was kind of wannabe once upon a time probably pretty <laughs> and how it wasn't a good experience because she kept trying to use her feminine wiles to upsell me stuff. Well, anyway, this is where we still go to get our haircut because it's the only place in town that gives you a decent price. Um, and makes it optional if you want your hair washed and things like that. So you can really get out of there with only paying like 15 bucks. Whereas in the city where I live, um, everything is hipster uh, uh, haircut places. Um, uh, what do you call them? Um, barbershops. And the minimum is 40 bucks because they do all this hipster stuff to your hair, I guess. I don't know. And I'm sure it's great. But I don't, I can't afford it. So anyway, yesterday we were supposed to come up here and get our hair cut at this place with the, the supposed uh, hot women cutting your hair. It doesn't happen. Um, and I was supposed to drop off my glasses and I pull in to uh, Lady Jane's and I, I literally, literally tried to grab them off my face because I remembered that I had forgotten them at the house. And don't you hate that when that happens? And so I knew right then that I was going to have to make another trip out here. And sure enough, that trip is today. And the only reason why I decided to do it today is because I had a, um, a crazy doctor's appointment. Now, crazy doctor is what people call psychiatrists, and I have one. And, um, and he, he's, he's a good guy. He's great, but he talks a lot. And so about 10% of the time is me telling him how I'm feeling on the new medicine. And the rest of the time is him talking to me about his childhood. So I think he should pay me to, uh, 
uh, or at least it ought to be 50-50. You know, I know I don't have a degree in counseling, but he does talk quite a bit about, uh, there's just a lot of stories. And um, I don't want to say they're bad stories. They're just not the kind of stories that you would retell to anyone ever. Um, it's just stuff about how his sister was lazy with schoolwork when, when she was young. Um, or how he didn't like to watch cartoons when he was a kid. And how he was an overachiever. And let's see, what else was it? Uh, about how he wouldn't go to Washington University today because they don't pay you more if you go to a better Compensation for, for uh, trying harder in the medical field. And we can quote him on that. That's what he said. Um, but I, I went to the doctor today and I told him that my new medicine um, was good. It was doing, it seems to be doing good. It's just that my mouth tastes like the medicine all day and all night, which is weird. And I have brain zaps, which is basically what happens when you uh, are having withdrawals from medicine. And I'm not having withdrawals from any medicine that I know of. So I don't, I don't know why I have them. But I told him that the benefits were still outweighing the consequences. And uh, so I figured, you know, why not stick with it? So we're going to stick with it till the end of the year. And my next appointment isn't until January. So I'm sane, technically, um, officially, until January. And then after that, I can go crazy. Here's something random that I thought of on the way here when I was driving to Pearl Vision Center and, and why I'm recording this now is because I'm waiting for nothing is because, uh, <laughs> well, no, what I was thinking was about cars and how they're named. And some of them are named fine names like Nissan and GMC and Honda and stuff like that. But who come up with the name Ram and Dodge? Those are two names for vehicles, types of vehicles I would not think we would want associated with our brand. Uh, the, you know, a Ram can slam right into the back of you, and the guy driving the Dodge is always just missing you here and there. You know, you know, you know just dodging out of the way. I don't know. I don't know. Crazy thought. But I'm six, sitting in the parking lot of a Menards. And somewhere within a five-car radius of me is a small puppy stuck in a car somewhere. It's got to be. Because I keep hearing this barking. And I hope it's not picking up on the audio. But um, it's... I, I should probably look. Yeah, I hear it. Hold on. Okay. I, I don't know where the dog... I don't see the dog... But I hear this yup yup, and and there's a car over there with its windows open, and so the dog's probably in there, um, or he's smothered, being smothered to death somewhere in a car nearby, and I'm too lazy to get out and look. Um, but it sounds like it's an open window dog because he's barking at everything. But I could walk around Menards for an hour. Do you know what Menards is? It's like a giant Lowe's, and they have everything. And you can save big money at Menards, and it's also got an interesting name. It's it's it's, it's spelled like Menards, and um, that's funny to, to guys like me. 
but I don't want to walk around in there and I don't want to uh, deal with looking at three rows of air filters and stuff like that so I figured I would just talk for a while about the stuff that goes through my mind as I'm sitting here in the parking lot right now there's a guy about two rows up he's trying to get everybody's attention and um, he's actually walking towards me right now oh he's talking to the guy with the, with the dog in the car so he's going to come over here and try to talk to me I look like I'm on the phone so hopefully he will avoid me but no, he's heading right towards me, and uh, there's no way we're going to get out of this. So let's let's see what happens. Nope, nope, nope. He saw that I was on the phone, and he took a left, and he is walking past. And I have avoided an awkward situation just like that. Thank you, podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. Or maybe he didn't see that I was talking to a phone. And maybe he thought I was talking to myself. <laughs> and that I was crazy or something. But no, he's hitting up everybody in the parking lot. And um, maybe, I, maybe I freaked him out. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he was like, that's too awkward of a conversation even for me. This guy looks like he's crazy. And he doesn't have any glasses on. And he's sitting and talking to himself in the parking lot of a Menards. Maybe he's not, maybe he's not okay after all. I don't know. What I want to do is there's an Andy's custard over there, and and there's a terrible, terrible thing going through my mind right now, and that is, I want frozen custard. I want it bad. Um, they have a certain kind of custard that they do called a concrete. And, and if you're not familiar with frozen custard, first of all, it's awesome. Secondly, it is very good. And thirdly, they mix things up in it and they call it a concrete. But Andy's does something they call a jackhammer, where they take and somehow or another, they take your concrete and they drill a hole down the center of it like a jackhammer and they fill it from the bottom to the top full of whatever the mix-in was that you wanted in it. And so there's almost more stuff in there than ice cream. I mean, it's about equal. But it's not this random, you know, hey, I end up at the bottom and there's nothing, there's no goodie left at the bottom of the of the cup. Oh, man, my mouth is watering just <laughs> talking about it. And I want one of those so bad, but I'm on keto and I'm fat. And um, I cheated last night, okay? I cheated on my keto last night. I, I had... I have this bread that I eat. It's like made out of husks or something. I, I corn husk. I don't know what it's made out of, but it's tolerable. And it's it's paper thin. And it's just enough to trick you into thinking that you're eating a ham sandwich, you know. Because I'm allowed to have meats and I'm allowed to have high fat stuff like real mayonnaise and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I can eat mustard. You know, I just got to stay away from ketchup, stuff with a lot of carbs in it. But last night I took that husk bread, that nasty stuff, and I smeared Nutella on it and I ate it. And I, I regretted it almost immediately. I'm not used to so much sugar. And um, the, the flavor stayed in my mouth for so long, I had to go brush my teeth because the sugar felt like it was eating into my skin. Um, I know I sound like some sort of hippie talking about that, but 
I just I haven't had a lot of sugar ever at all. Um, man, that dog, dude. He is going off. I might have to move the truck and continue my conversation with you somewhere else because this is getting a little bit annoying. Hey, let me move the car. I'll be right back, okay? Now, this is a little bit tricky because I got to make sure I don't drive into the path of the guy who was asking everybody for something. So, I'll, I'll talk to you more once I've found a good spot that's dog-free. Okay, I'm parked in my new spot, and oops, I accidentally parked really close to Andy's custard. <laughs> it's right over there. I'm glad there's no smell. You know, when you go by a donut shop or a bakery or, you know, another place that you has food that you crave so much, you, uh, you can smell it in the air, and it just draws you in. Well, luckily, frozen custard apparently does not have a smell like that. Because I think I would be tempted above what I could bear. And um, so anyway, I'm on the other side of the parking lot now. Um, still in Menard's parking lot. It's a great parking lot. You know, a lot of, a lot of quality workmanship went into this parking lot. Um, I wonder if some of you geniuses uh, that listen to this show, and I know you are. I don't say that, um, I don't say that snarkily, which is a word. Um, if you could figure out where in St. Louis I'm at right now, because I'm between a Menards, a Quick Trip, a Pearl Vision Center, and an Andy's Custard. And you could probably pinpoint exactly where I'm at if you found uh, the time to look it up on Google Maps. Well, anyway, I don't hear the dog anymore. I passed two cars that had men in it with their windows down. I did not see the dog. But I know that the dog was in a car with the windows open because it was way too loud. And I was sitting there just long enough to where the dog would have died if, uh, if it had been in some sort of smother condition. Plus, it's, it's very, uh, very, I don't know, let me check the temperature. I got to turn the car on here for a second. The temperature today is 72 degrees. I don't know where it is, what it is where you're at, but here it's 72. And it's... Uh, it's just perfect, and it's overcast, which I'm, I like overcast. I'm good with that. Um, but anyway, I went to the crazy doctor, and like I told him, I, I told him as quickly as I could because I knew he had a story to tell me, that my medicine makes my mouth taste like medicine. Um, and he, he, he told me some other things, but I don't know. I'll just be honest with you. I, I, and I may have shared this, and if I have, forgive me. But I don't think I'm bipolar. I don't. Even though I do have my ups and downs, I think I'm just depressed with anxiety. And because I've never done anything crazy before. I've, and when you're manic, I know I've talked about this before. Uh, when you're manic, you do crazy things. You you spend a lot of money. You have temptations that you don't control. You know, you just kind of go go off and do things that, that you normally wouldn't do. And I I don't do that. Um, and I I've never been able to get the man to re-diagnose me and start over from scratch uh, because he believes some psychiatrist that I had four or five back from, you know, six or seven years ago 
who said I was bipolar because I couldn't sleep at night. And I just don't buy it. And I wonder if my medicine would be more effective if I was treated as someone who was simply depressed and not bipolar. Is, is there a mood stabilizer or something that I would not be taking and some sort of other medicine? Because I literally had one time a doctor tell me, I don't want to give you too much antidepressants because it might trigger a manic episode. And I'm thinking, dude, give me all the antidepressants you want. Because I don't go manic. I just would be normal. And I wonder, do am I living through all this heck just because of some bad um, diagnosis from se- you know seven or eight years ago? And the only way I think I'm going to get a, a new diagnosis is if I change doctors. And I kind of think I should. Because this guy, he's very smart. And he's done me very well. But he, he does talk a lot, and, and I don't get to talk a lot. And I want to tell him about all the things that are going on. He's not a, he's not a psychiatrist. He, he, I mean, uh, he's not a, a, a counselor. He's not there for me to talk to, so I don't mean like that. I mean talking about my condition and how it feels and, you know, what a day is like. I don't feel like I ever get to really truly share with him what struggles I've gone through Um since the last time I met with him. But, I don't know. Changing doctors is is iffy too because it takes you a while to get to know them and, um, y- you know, they may, they may or may not be a step up. It might be a step back and I don't, I don't really want to do that either. My, my wife has found someone that possibly, you know, possibly could be that person but I don't know. I don't know. We'll just have to let's still work it out off the air. Not here in the parking lot of the Menards away from the Barky Dog. Um, let's see. Random thoughts. Here's a random thin thing. I get calls occasionally from my own zip code. And um, I, I've gotten to where I don't receive them. My Google Pixel uh, does a thing where it does call screening. Or you can push a button and it'll answer, but it'll say, this is being answered by a Google screening service. Please state your name and why you're calling. And it gives me a chance to kind of screen out the the junk mail. But I get this call regularly from this. Every now and then I'll answer it, and I don't know why I do, but it's, uh, it's Chinese. It's all Chinese talking. And I don't understand it. And I'm sure the guy that had my number last was a Chinese-speaking gentleman, and he probably had uh, spam Chinese calls, but I get them, and I I, I want to get annoyed, but it's just kind of interesting at the same time. I didn't know that you, you just wouldn't think that there would be such thing as Chinese spam calls. Hold on. Alarm just went off. Great, and that's an alarm that reminds me that I have to pick up my son in an hour. And I don't know if my glasses are going to be done by the time I have to pick up my kid. It's 2 o'clock right now. Um, I've been here for 20 minutes, maybe. It's because I've been recording for that long. So maybe I'll get time to get my glasses before I have to drive all the way back to my house. Because he lives, 
or he goes to school about three minutes from three mile. No, three minutes, three to five minutes from my house. So I would have to go all the way back down there and then back out here. Oh, the the trials of a first first uh, first world life. But anyway, spam Chinese calls. It's it's kind of annoying because I can't tell them anything because it's a it's a it's not a person. It's a recording. That I forgot to mention that it's Chinese recording, and they're just, and they're just going on. And and you know how Chinese sounds. It sounds like at least a certain dialect sounds like they're talking very fast and and maybe since they're a salesman they're talking even super fast because they're trying to get their point across but it's totally lost on me and I can't interrupt them I, I don't know what button to push to tell them to take me off of their calling list so I really feel like this is going to be something that I deal with for the rest of the time that I own this phone number and I like my phone number um, so I don't want to change it you know I uh, did children's ministry the other night on Sunday night at our church for the first time in a long time. Um, it was different than last time. Last time we did something called night church and it was on a stage and there was a projector and a sound system and a headset mic and it was done like a big to do, like a real big church service. And we've uh, we stopped that and we've scaled it down quite a bit. Because our church is really small, and uh, but right now the way it is is there are more kids than there are adults, I think, or at least as many, at least. And so I decided to ask permission to take a room in the in the theater building that, that we've been uh, renovating and turn it into um, a kids' room that I could do children's ministry during the service now the the big uh question was will you be able to do night church while uh, an adult service is going on you know are we going to bother you are you going to bother us you know how's the noise going to be and i said you know no it's just going to have to be a different style and i i don't want to do sunday school style um, where where they just sit at the table or sit at a desk and listen to me talk the entire time and and maybe see a something on a screen, um, but I thought about the VBS style Vacation Bible School where yeah you're doing a lot of sitting, but you're doing different activities, and every few minutes what you're doing changes and it's not boring or you know about the time you would start getting bored oh, oh we're doing something else and so that's the kind of the style I went for and we had I want to say one two three four five six six kids uh, we'll eventually probably have seven or eight there was a couple of kids that were out um, but we put them at tables and I had a little TV with a computer plugged into it and that was big enough for them to see. And I had a couple of videos that I played. But we talked about God's love being unconditional. And I talked to, to, to show them what a big word like unconditional meant. I said, let's take off the un. Because if we take the word sticky and we put the word un on it, what, do we, what does it mean? Not sticky. And so if we take the word condition, unconditional 
and take the on off of it, what does that mean? That means there's conditions. And what are conditions? And I said, the first time I remember hearing about conditions was when I was reading a cereal box and it would say, terms and conditions apply if you want to win the grand prize that is mentioned on the back of the cereal box. I said, that must mean rules. And so God's love if, it, if it's not conditional, if it's unconditional, if conditional means it has rules, then unconditional means what? And they knew. They would say, it means he doesn't have rules. I mean, exactly. God's love is unlimited. And he loves us no matter what. And um, I know some of you guys are, are, are uh, five, five, uh, five point Calvinists, and you probably don't believe that. But I do. I believe God loves everybody. And... Um, so that's what I taught, and uh, we taught. We had them draw a picture, and on the right side they drew a picture of them doing something wrong, and on the left side they drew something of them doing something right, and in the middle I had them draw a cross, and I said, "We're drawing a cross to remind us that God loved us the same when we were doing that wrong thing." as he did when, when we were doing the right thing. And I said, and that doesn't seem to make sense. It seems like God would love you more when you do the right thing. But it's so good that God's love reaches past and doesn't have um, any strings attached and it doesn't have any limits or rules. It just He just loves his people. And, um, and then we did a craft. Well, I talked about the difference between human love and and, and God's love. And we talked about how human love have, has strings attached. How you have to love me before I love you. And it's really about just me. Um, I'll be nice to you if you're nice to me. I'll love you if you love me. That kind of thing. I said, but God's love. And I held up a heart um, that happened to be green because my printer <laughs> decided that it only wanted to print yellow and blue. So we got green. Uh, green hearts. <laughs> <laughs> that I printed out. But anyway, um, I held it up. Still got the point that God's love is unconditional and it doesn't play that way. It, it, God actually loved us first. That's what the Bible says. That he loved us before we were, before we even knew about him, before we, when we were dead in our sin, Christ died for us and all this stuff. And, and then we did a, um, a snack. And in my class, even the snack is a lesson. So I got some graham crackers and some, some Nutella, and um, which led to my downfall last night when I put the Nutella on my husk bread. Um, but uh, I, I had them spread the Nutella on the cracker. And, and before they closed the top to make a sandwich, I had them take Twizzlers pulling peels and stick uh, the pulling peels in the sandwich like little bug legs. And then I said, now first, now that we've made this, now you have to pull out all the pulling peels and eat them first before you eat the cracker. Because about God's love, there's no strings attached. And, and I asked him what that meant. And I had an older kid and he said, it means like you get it for free. And, and I said, that's exactly right. There's nothing that you have to do to earn God's love. He loves us the way we are and how we are. And, you know, some people are getting nervous about teaching that way. And I don't understand why. Because it seems like what would happen is you're saying God will love you um, in your sin. And that you could stay in your sin and he will continue to love you. And that you... I guess we'll be okay forever. And, and, and you know, th the thing is, it is true 
that God loves us and he loves the bad guys and he loves the sinners and he answers the prayers of sinners. If he didn't, how could anybody even get saved in the first place? Uh, if the Holy Spirit didn't draw on the hearts of sinners and people that didn't love God, experience it. Um, but yes, there's more to the story. And yes, there is a, a, a return that you have to make on that love. And it doesn't mean that, you know, just because God loves you, that, that, uh, that that's automatic entry into heaven. Unfortunately, or I don't know if it's unfortunately or not, but there's more to it. You have to uh, receive Christ and, and what he did for us on the cross. And actually, that's what we're going to talk about next week is we're going to say, uh, God, lo God's love is unconditional. Um, and then the next part will be God loves the world. He loves the whole world. And we're going to go through John three sixteen step by step. God loved the world so much. How much, you know, wh what did he do? He gave the free gift of his one and only son. And, um, so God's, but God's basic love package <laughs> is, is the basic level there has no conditions. And he will love you no matter what. He, he will love you and watch you waste your life away as you create a, a hellscape around you if you want. He will love you and watch you while away your days and waste away the hours uh, because of your free will. He will love you and, and be there for you even if he knows in all of his uh, omnipotence, even if he knows that you'll never love him back. He still holds out that love and that offering of his, what is for every single one of us on the cross. I believe that with all my heart. And so I don't get nervous teaching kids about God's love. Some people call it sloppy agape, but I think it's what attracts us to God in the first place. It's kind of like a dog. Uh, I don't like dogs, but some people do. And when you see a dog and that dog comes up to you and, and wants to lick your hand and, and play with you and, and get petted and all that kind of stuff, he has no ulterior motives. You don't worry about what the dog's up to. You just know that the dog just simply wants to be affectionate and wants to receive affection. And I think when we show God as someone I hate to say similar to a dog, but someone who loves people and wants to be loved in return and wants us to honor him with our, with our lives, I think that's what attracts them to him. So anyway, let me check the time because I've been talking a lot. It's 30, 30 minutes and 42 seconds. But anyway, that's what we did. And, and so we did our craft. We did our, uh, our, our, our little... Um, uh, snack with the no strings attached and we had a big deal now the big deal is something that we repeat several times in the service and it's the thing that I tell the kids when your parents ask you what you learned instead of saying I don't know or instead of saying we learned about God which is what most kids say um, you say the big deal and the big deal was God loves me unconditionally and so when uh, when they were all leaving, most of the kids come with one family. Uh, I, I, there's seven of them in one family. I said, uh, what did you guys learn today? And I, and I said the first part, God loves me. And they said, unconditionally. Um, oh, and the, but the end, the end of, of the lesson was the strong part. It was a strong part. 
because we talked about how to measure God's love. If it's got no limits, how do you measure it? Can you measure it with a measuring cup? No, because God's love overflows and constantly uh, gets bigger and bigger. You know, or, or, or is more than uh, more than we can handle. Sorry, there was a guy, and he was looking sketchy, and he was trying to get into something. But I think he works at Menards, so he's okay. Um, <laughs> and then we said, can you measure him with a? Can you measure its height with with like a tape measure, the width and the the length of God's love? And it's like, no, no, you can't. Um, well, what can, can you measure it with a stopwatch and 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 talk about how long God's love will last? No, because His love will last forever. That long, long after the, the 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 clock turns to dust, God will still God's love will still be there. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And uh, so, what can we measure God's love with? And that's when we talked about the cross. Is you can look at the cross and you can measure. God's love because of what he did. And that was our that was our tie-in for next week. As I told the kids, next week, if you can tell me how we can measure God's love, I'll have a special prize for you. And I said, don't forget, how do we measure God's love? On the cross. That's right. Because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, we know how much God loved us because of how much he gave. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. So my son was in the class and he kept telling me how good it was. He's never really been in children's ministry, not since he was in preschool and he doesn't remember it. And he never got to see me do children's ministry because I was always fired or not fired. I was always not working as a children's pastor all the way through his elementary school years. So he's kind of my helper, even though he's in sixth grade and doesn't really belong in there, but he had a great time and he, um, he kept saying how good it was and I kept telling him how much it meant to me that he was there and that he got to see that and that he enjoyed it so much. And he kept asking, are we going to do, you know, a craft every single week? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Are, are we going to do a snack every week? I'm like, yep, that's the way we do it. And he's like, oh, wow, wow. So I know if he's impressed, then I know all the other kids were probably thrilled as well. So um, I don't know. It's it's something small. It's a small thing, but it's a big deal, and I'm glad to be doing it. I'm glad to be able to be doing it, and um, I'm glad to be able to share that with you guys today. Um, there you go. Here's a random thing. Um, somebody asked me one time if uh, I did any of the... Uh, if I did the music that plays for my podcasts and during the bumpers and stuff like that. And the answer is kind of complex because the answer is yes and no. Um, if you're talking about that story show, a man named Rob Gobers, who is very talented, was kind enough to create the Nobody's Listening theme song. And um, I have now remixed it and added, you know, sound clips and different things to it to kind of personalize it and make it for that story show. So uh, if you ask, you know, did I make the music for that one? Absolutely not. Rob Gobers did that, and he is amazing. And I owe him forever, even though it's been like 10 years ago. Um, But if you talk about Red School Bus, the theme theme song for that one, I did everything. I did everything from the drums 
to the music to the voice the voices yep all those voices and uh, the voice work and, and and all that is all me um, and as far as the bumpers that play between the songs I take drum loops that I find for free off the internet that are free to use and I mix them with uh, sound effects and stuff that I find online so if you want to call that music then that's fine and yes I guess I did make those <laughs> even though I used pre-existing stuff uh, so like um, I don't know my daughter's favorite is the one that plays uh, before the featured story that says let me tell y'all a story boom, 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 let me tell y'all a story tell me a story or something like that that one I got um, a clip off YouTube of somebody say, saying that let me tell y'all a story and uh, I mixed it with some trumpets that I found on a free sound effects website and then I mixed it down with the uh, the drum beats. So uh, I do it all in in uh, aud audition, and then other times I do it uh, in a piece of software called Reaper, of all things. It's a it's a piece of software that's meant to uh, help you to keep things in time and in the beat and all that. And by the way, if you're interested, the guy that I thought was breaking into something, he is in charge of a string and uh, string center. That's the only thing I could think to call it. It's out here at Menards. It's a little box. People pull up and they can pull string and uh, cut off a, a chunk of it and tie down their stuff from falling out of their cars. And there even seems to be little red flags that people can grab and, and uh, on a roller. And they can uh, tie them down and use those. And the guy is simply—he was simply checking it, <laughs> and now he's opened it up and uh, and he's re-threading everything so that the the um, ropes don't fall back down inside of it. So there, there, me, there I am, Mister Suspicious Neighborhood Watch Protector Guy, and um, I'm watching a guy that's doing his job and seeing nothing but. Uh, him doing evil, so <laughs> I'm I'm no good for anybody. If if you're looking out, if you're in my neighborhood, and you're you're hoping that I'm going to protect you from bad guys, I will protect you from good guys. That's about all the good I can do. Um, I don't I don't notice bad guys. The bad guys seem to be scared of me. They don't want to talk to me, like the guy earlier. But anyway. Oh my goodness, it, it, it didn't stop recording. <laughs> well, what I was thinking about doing was stopping it right here. It's 38 minutes and 57 seconds in. Um, a good episode of GOK usually runs about 40 minutes. So I'm going to head back over to Pearl Vision Center and I'm going to see if they got my glasses. And um, I'm going to get, I'm getting kind of hot sitting here in the car and there's nothing really to see because I parked awfully close to the Andy's custard but I will tell you I'm not going to give in and I'm not going to go over there and get some even though a big dude about my size just got out of a truck and he's walking right over to it right now and I'm very jealous of him I'm not going to give in I'm going to go check and see if my glasses are ready and then I'm going to go pick up my son 
and um, I hope you guys will let me skirt by with a with a GOK like this. It was just an idea I had while I was waiting to sit and spend the time with you guys instead of sitting and walking through Menards looking at, fl at flashlights and light switches and, and like I said, ceiling fans and things like that. Um, so I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you after I go to check Pearl Vision Center for my glasses. Pearl Vision Center, this is your chance. As I'm driving towards you, you could sponsor GOK. And I would let you do it. But I have to have a good answer here. You have to have gotten that, those glasses done in 40, 40 minutes or less. Are you going to be able to pull it off? We'll find out in just a moment. Hi. I, I know it hasn't quite been an hour yet, but I figured I'd come in and Actually, ask. I tried calling you. You know, so the number that we have for you. Yeah. I've got. Look at there. Pearl Vision pulled it off. They pulled it off. They did it. <laughs> they got it done in less than 40 minutes. Actually, they probably got it done in less than 30 minutes. Because you know who that was that called me? And after I told you about all of that Chinese uh, <laughs> uh, phone stuff that happened earlier, it was Pearl Vision calling me, trying to tell me they had my glasses done. So I owe Pearl Vision a huge apology for dissing their phone call. And accusing them of being Chinese uh, phone worker people, and uh, <laughs> and I, it's all my own fault. I'm the only one that paid the price. I had to wait in the car uh, when they were trying to tell me my my uh, glasses were done. Well, anyway, good on you, Pearl Vision. Thank you for my glasses. And uh, this has been GOK, a Gospel of Kennison. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please help us out at patreon.com slash GOK uh, on a monthly basis. That would be awesome. And uh, next week, we'll we'll be back in the studio, I'm sure. Uh, thanks for putting up with this and letting me have a little fun while I was waiting for my glasses today. I got to go get my kid now. Peace.